If you're here having listened to part one, I am so proud of you. So this is part two of a two-part series because we went longer than intended on this particular episode of Kingdom Switch. We decided to split it. So if you haven't listened to, to part one of this episode, I think you really need to before you listen to this part because it will make much more sense and it is much more exciting. Trust me on this one. Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Switch podcast, where we dig deep into Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you besides. We're going to unwrap kingdom culture, kingdom benefits, and therefore kingdom lifestyle. I'm Trish Jones, and with me is Susan Fleming Spiesman. And just to say, it's all good. I'm mm. gonna, did I ever tell you the story about how I manifested a brand new car? No, That's tell me the story. I believed God for a new car. Basically, I went to the, I was going to say petrol station, you guys say gas station. But when mm-hmm. I went to the petrol station, I didn't have, my car was old, but I picked Elodie up from school. And I am telling you, something said to me, do not put too much petrol in the car. But I was thinking, I hate going to the petrol station, right? Or gas station, as you guys call it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. So I thought, I'm going to put a little bit more in because then it will be, a little while longer that I have to I have to go back to the petrol station and Susan I paid for the petrol got in the car turned the turn the switch on the car nothing it was dead the car was dead what? cut a long story short I called out the AA or road services whatever you call it we have the RAC mm-hmm. here road recovery services and they mm-hmm. came and uh, picked up my car and when the guy picked up my car he looked at me and he went the switch has gone on a Honda. Like, I've never seen this before. He said, a Honda. A switch has gone on the Honda. So anyway, it was quite late and he took it and he said, tomorrow I get a quote. And I went to Chris and I said to Chris, we're not getting that car back. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I'm telling you now, we're not getting that car back. He's going to turn around and say that it's the end of the car. And there were just so many different things wrong with the car, right? That... It was almost like I didn't want it back, but I really felt God was telling me the car is not coming back. Get used to it, love. <laughs> right? Anyway, he rang the guy and he said it's five hundred pounds to replace the switch. And I just said to him, I'm scrapping the car. And I said, You're probably not gonna agree with me. And he said, No, I agree with you because you need two new tires, the seal's gone here, that's wrong, that's gone wrong. And I went fine. Literally, my dad had to follow me right to the scrapyard. And I had a screwdriver in because it was an automatic car. I had a screwdriver on one part of it to keep the gearbox to allow the to come out of park. Yeah. Yeah. So move the gear stick out of park. And then honestly, I couldn't let the car stop too long. I had to keep revving it to keep it going. Thank yeah. God we got to the scrapyard and I can't even remember what I got for it. It was peanuts really. But anyway, I was glad to see it gone. So we didn't have a car for, I think it was a couple of years. And then Elodie left the school that she was going to and the new school she was going to, it was two bus rides. And that's when I really started feeling it because she was having to get up so early in the morning to get two buses. Mm-hmm. Otherwise she'd have to walk for an hour. So some evening she wow. did walk for an hour, right? Every time we went to the bus stop, because I'd go to the bus stop with her in the winter because it was dark. And, and I'd say to her, Elodie, we're having a new car, right? 
And she said, yep, I agree with you. And I said, we are so that we can get you to school. And and the neighbor, we had some new neighbors and their mum would come with this burgundy colored cash car. And I'm like, God, are you teasing me? Because you know how much I like the Nissans and, and that color as well. And every time I'd see the car and I'd say, yep, God, I'm going to have one of those on my drive. Then Elodie mm. wanted her haircut, but she only wanted my friend who's a hairdresser to do her hair because she said nobody else does it as well and shapes it so nicely so mm-hmm. but my friend now lives in Spain but she contacted me and she said Pat I'm back from Spain if Elodie wants her haircut I'll come round one evening so I'm like yep so she comes round and she pulls up on my drive with a brand new Nissan Duke which is like the baby to the to the the Qashqai and I went Lord is this, is, are you teasing me again? Or is this the manifestation? And I'm going, this is just so weird. And I'm just going, this just looks so good on my drive. Right? <laughs> so, so anyway, Ruth comes in and she cuts Elodie's hair and we're chatting away. And I said to Ruth, do you want some dinner? She's going, oh, yes, please. So gave her some food and we're just chatting away. And I went, Ruth, I'm telling you, I really like your car. So she tells me how she gets the car. It's a lease car, right? Um, but she mm-hmm. worked for a company that where she could get a really good deal. And she said to me, Pat, I got that car and I'm moving back to Spain. So I don't know what to do with the car. Pat, do you want my car to drive? And I looked at her and I went, you're being silly. She said, no, I'm serious. <laughs> we'll just come to some agreement. And yeah, the car's yours to drive. And for nearly three years... I drove that brand new car until (gasps) she came back to England a couple of months before we were going to give it back anyway. And then she did actually offer me her son's car. But at that point, I was like, nah, do you know what? I'll wait until I got my own. But yes, for nearly three years, I drove a brand new car. Wow. So I was able to take Elodie to school. So whereas it would take her goodness knows how long on the bus, we'd literally from here to her school took seven minutes because we were going in the opposite direction to the traffic Mm. yeah I'm telling you and I just kept seeing this car on the drive and I'd look at the drive and I'd say god my Nissan my burgundy Nissan is on the drive and okay I did say Qashqai but guess what I didn't mind the fact that it wasn't a Qashqai and then what was so funny my other friend who has got a Qashqai said to me one day Pat I'm going to Jamaica can you take me to the airport and keep my car? And I'm like, okay, so I've got the big brother and the baby sister. So I had both, <laughs> both cars on the drive. So I cleaned the cash guy because it was dirty. My friend's going, oh, this is embarrassing. The car is dirty. I'm like, don't worry about it. So I cleaned the car and then my mom and I were going to Birmingham. So I drove the cash guy up there. And so I ended up with, for about two weeks, I had two cars. <laughs> so good. Two brand new cars as well. But uh, yeah. He's so good. Sorry, go on, Susan. I've spoken no, enough. Just, he is just mm, the God of abundance. Yeah. Abundance, mm. overflow, that you would be able to drive. You didn't, right? <laughs> For years. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Almost three years. <laughs> Almost three years I had that car and and it was a nice car as well. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what, something that I would say here 
that I think people get hung up on, though, is when he answers us, it doesn't always look the way you think it's going to. That's right. Because I would never, in the month of Sundays, never would have thought that someone was going to pull up on my drive and then say, do you want to drive my car for the next three years? You wouldn't have thought that up. Like, that would have never been the prayer. No. Oh God, can you let somebody come just drop a car off in my driveway? Exactly. <laughs> like we don't, we don't think like that. We, you know, I know for me, like I would have it all planned out. I'm going to do, you know, save <laughs> yeah. this much every month and have yeah. this, and then I'm going to buy it. It would be all planned out. And God is like, just let me love you. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, just let yeah. me do it an easier way. Can yeah. I give you an easier way? Can I just have somebody pull up in your driveway and give you a car? <laughs> When you say it like that, Susan, you're yeah. so good. Oh my gosh! Seriously, so I did. The only thing I had to do was put petrol in it, and then when the tax was due, I said to her, "I'll go tax it." I said, "Let me go sort out the tax because I'm driving it." And then somebody did hit it, and uh, in fact, two people hit it. Gosh, I'm telling you. Unfortunately, um, we've got a guy who lives around by us, and he works for car repairs, and he got it sorted. Didn't even have to put it through the insurance. Because, yeah, the first guy who yeah. hit it, his it was his daughter, and he paid for it. And we got it sprayed, sorted out, and properly, proper job. We're not talking on <laughs> the side of the road kind of job. And then the somebody hit the bumper and took it right off, and Bob sorted it out. And that was, I was really grateful. And But that was why, in the end, even when she said her son was away and did I want her son's car, there was just an element of me that it was just a bit stressful and it's not your car. And, yeah. uh, and so I was like, nah, you know what? I'll let it go this time. But but whilst Elodie was at school and until she finished school, we had that car. So I was yeah. able to take her to school, pick her up in the mm. evening. And yeah, provision. <laughs> Just one other quick story. And mm. I know this is really simple, but the other day I forgot to take the meat out of the out of the freezer the evening before. And I'm like, ain't no point taking the meat out of the freezer now because it's not going to defrost in time. So I rang my friend up and I said, was she going to the shop? Because I wanted some Jamaican food. And she said she wasn't sure whether she was going out. And so we're there going, what can I cook then? And then I went, I could do egg fried rice, but I haven't got any bacon. And I went, oh, I can go out or I'll get Elodie to get some bacon on the way home. So I text Elodie and she said, yeah, I'll stop. But it would mean that she would miss her bus. But I'm like, there's nothing else in the house to eat. My brother came up here to get my mum's phone. That's a long story. Anyway, yeah, let's just say my brother came, her old <laughs> okay. phone, right? Her old phone. And fortunately, I hadn't wiped it. So my brother comes up and we're chatting away and then he's pulling away and he turns around and he says to me, Pat, don't you want some pastries? Because he works for a restaurant and they mm-hmm. give him the pastries and that. And I went, yeah, it's lunchtime. Yes, I'll have some pastries. And then he said, oh, and here's some sausages here and a couple of bacon, he said. A couple of ba- <laughs> Susan, when I came in and opened the box, that wasn't a couple of bacon. Literally, I did the egg fried rice with it and then Elodie used it to make some pasta as well. Wow. The night after. There was an abundance mm. of bacon. And I text my friend and I said to her, I know it's only something small, but God knows. And that, my brother didn't have to come for the phone. He went. I shouldn't really be driving my car, but I'll come and get mommy's phone anyway. And uh, and just as he's pulling away last minute, and I said, God, you're so awesome. Somebody else might laugh and say, Pat, it's some bacon. But for but me. It's his goodness. 
<laughs> it is. Seriously, think about if we started seeing his goodness in everything, yeah. how many times has he done something like that for us and we didn't acknowledge it? Yeah, that's true. And we're not going to manifest more of that if we don't have that if we're not looking for it, first of all, and if mm -hmm. we don't have that heart of gratitude and just thanking him for every little thing that he does. Yeah. And it reminds me of a story I heard one time a speaker was telling about how broke she was. And she's, gosh, this was years and years ago. I don't even know if I get it right. But I remember the part of the story I remember is that she was so broke and she had just been praying and praying and she said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she went into the, the bathroom to use the bathroom and she didn't have toilet paper. And she was like, Lord, I don't even have money to buy toilet paper. And she was so frustrated. She's like, I'm just going to go for a walk. And she walks out and sitting at her mailbox is a pack of toilet paper. Like what? Wow. Wow. Just, just yeah. Yeah. he oh, knows. Yeah. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. And so we've got to be on the lookout for the goodness of our Father yeah. in the way that He's trying to bless us. And we're just walking right past yeah. or not, not acknowledging that it's Him, that He's mm. in everything, that He's so good. Yeah. And there's an abundance available to us if we'll just open our eyes to see it. Yeah, and what you said, Susan, is so true in so far as we can get these things and either either put it down to ourselves or we don't acknowledge that it's God. Mm. For me, the way the situation even worked out with the bacon, I'm like, I said to my friend, what are the odds that I speak to my brother at that time and he says, I shouldn't be driving my car, but I'd drive up to you. My mum did not plug the switch on, so she thought her phone was dead. <laughs> that was why I, I said what are the odds of all of those things happening what's the odds of my friend coming here to do Elodie's hair because Elodie's determined nobody else can cut my hair yeah. the way that Bruce does yeah and then me saying do you mm -hmm. want dinner and her staying and we're chatting and she says Pat do you want my car to drive yeah and me saying I want burgundy that's the kind of car <laughs> I want <laughs> yeah and so Going back to what we're talking about in terms of manifesting in the kingdom of God, because this is the Kingdom Switch podcast, in the kingdom of God, number one, I didn't sit down, as you say, and orchestrate how I'm going to get the car. I would just say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it because I haven't got the money to buy it. So yeah. I'm just going to have to rely on you. And it's just the fact that I just rested in him. And every single time, mm -hmm. as I said, Elodie and I went to the bus stop, we just said, we're going to have a car. Elodie, you come into agreement with me? We've got a car and I'll be able to take it to school. Hmm. Yeah. Given your agreement, speaking Absolutely. it out loud. Yeah. All the things that we've said. Yeah. Just put it in points for people. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I wasn't, but I wasn't thinking formula or do it like this or do it like that. I just literally was just saying yeah. that we were in need of a car. And it wasn't so much for me. I can go do my shopping by catching the bus or walking up the road. But Elodie needed to get to school. And I and she would she'd come out of school and just say, I'm not waiting for the bus. 
and walk home an hour and then have to do her homework. So anyway, let's go on to, since you talk about practical, Susan, let's talk about some practical ways to finish off today's podcast because I think we've gone quite a long time today. But let's talk about some practical ways because I know you're a very practical person. (laughs) I am, but I just, I want to give the people listening just some practical things to walk away with because it's all good in theory. We can talk about it, but let's put feet to their faith. So yeah, just like something you've already mentioned there is focusing your attention on it. Just throughout your day when you were doing things that you needed to do, you were just speaking it out. It's not always going to be this way. This is what's coming. Going to have that car. And so that's just a really practical, you know, focusing your attention on it because what you focus on grows and believing it's going to happen, expecting it to happen, having that anticipation for it. Allow yourself to dream about it. Yeah. What's it, what's it going to be like when I get in the car, when I'm yeah. driving the car around? Yeah. Like really make yeah. it real to you and you'll start to believe it more. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And to, it's almost as a, you almost got to smell the smell of the car mm-hmm. and you see yourself touching it yeah. until it becomes yeah. reality. I actually got a, I'm not going to tell that story today, but I actually got <laughs> a laptop through doing that. Every single night before I went to bed, I went onto the Apple website and looked at that laptop and weeks later that laptop was mine every single Mm. night I'd open up my phone look at that laptop because it was what I wanted and in fact actually I almost went to get an iPad because I was being (laughs) stingy actually I wasn't (laughs) being stingy I was thinking a MacBook Pro is going to be too expensive and and so I thought I'll get an iPad and a keyboard and I had a dream one night where I had upgraded and I woke up the next morning and I knew that was God speaking to me saying do not lower your sights I'll tell you about that dream another time in more detail when you and I are talking but I just knew God was saying do Mm -hmm. not lower your sights so I stopped looking at the iPad and I started again looking at the MacBook Pro and within weeks that MacBook Pro was on my desk yeah yeah I think that's similar to maybe making a vision board ah yeah Yes, absolutely. I don't know that you actually put out pictures of it, but you were looking at pictures of it every day. And again, just focusing your attention on, I'm going to have this and imagining yeah. what it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I, I, I don't have a vision board. I used to in when before Elodie kicked me out of my office and took over. I'm a teenager <laughs> now. I need a bigger room. Yeah. But I didn't really look at it as a vision board anyway, but that's by the by. It was just things I wanted that I stuck on there. Yeah, I but there is one book that I've not read it. My friends read it. I don't know whether you've read it. Terry Seville's book, Dream It, Pin It. No, Dream It, Pin It, Have It, or something like that. Do you know Terry Seville? The name sounds familiar. Okay. okay. Yeah. Anyway, Terry Seville, his daughter, she has a book, and it is called Dream It, Pin It, Live It. And it's all about vision boards. And she has had some amazing testimonies with people actually doing vision boards. And again, I know people are going to get really upset and think this is new age, right? All you're doing is making sure that the thing that you want is the thing that you are going to get, that you're putting focus on that and not on the negative situation. And I'm a person of stories right I am a storyteller but when my grandmother died 
honestly, Susan, I didn't know how I was going to live. I did not know how I was going to live. And I had to make a decision every single day when I went to school. I kept telling myself, because I had a week off because she died on the Friday and we had a week off because it was half term anyway. And when I had to go back to school, I started seeing my life a week on, two weeks on. I had to envision what it was going to be like for the funeral. And then I had to see beyond the funeral. That was the hardest part. I had to see beyond the funeral. And I would keep going five years. What's it going to look like in five years time? What's it going to look like in 10 years time? And I am telling you, as young as I was, just 15, I honestly believe that it was that thinking that actually enabled me to get over my grandmother's death. Mm. Yeah. And Yeah. If you're, yeah, you're focusing forward, you're yeah. going to keep moving forward. Absolutely. Because I couldn't keep looking back. And for those people who don't know my story, and I'm not going to tell it now, I was raised with my grandmother and my grandmother was murdered in our home. And so... For me, I couldn't keep looking at that site that I saw. I call it the Hammer House of Horror. If I kept looking at that site, there was no way. I don't know. I don't even know how my heart didn't fail me. But I had to keep looking forward. And as I said, at 15 years old, that's how I actually did it. And the point that I'm making with these practical things that we're talking about, Susan, is the focused attention, as you said. And it's whatever we need to do in order to bring that thing that we want into bigger view yeah so that it becomes real well habakkuk 2 2 write the vision and make it plain yeah. i so i think there are going to be those people who are just not ready to hear the message yeah. and they're gonna say that we're we're dipping our toes maybe in some murky water but i would just say that anything we've shared today is backed up by scripture Amen. and i would just just pray that your eyes be open to the revelation that these are not new age things these things belong to god amen and amen susan i'm going to let you focus on you talk about the last one because i know we've spoken about that before and since you're more science-minded than me and the science behind it When's the best time for you to actually really focus and meditate? Yeah, right before you go to bed and first thing when you wake up, when you're in that really sleepy state, you're at it's theta brain waves. They're just it's right before you go to sleep. So your your inhibitions are lower, right? Your brain isn't as active. And so it will allow new not even just new information but if it's something you don't quite believe yet when you're in those lower brainwave states there's less resistance to that coming in and so that's really the best time to, to focus on anything that you want to start embedding in the subconscious wow so that means that this little thing like phone it's got no yes. place in your bedtime and wake it up does not. It does not, Trish Jones. It does not. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. I really appreciate that. Do you know what you've just explained, though? When I was, when, in terms of the brain getting into a dreamy state and whatever, are you, why you focus at that time 
and in the morning. When yeah. I was studying for my, what we call them GCSEs here, I struggled, as I said, with science, really struggled. I can't remember anything. The, you didn't laugh earlier because you obviously didn't get the joke when I said the only thing I remember was the human biology. Duh. <laughs> 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 but I struggled particularly with science. But I found that because I was studying before I went to bed, I actually remembered more and I did not understand the science behind it until many, and when I say many years later, I mean a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I have told my son this and his dad will tell him, don't wait and cram at the last minute. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> not that you want to wait to the last yeah, minute. Yeah. I'm not saying just do it the night before the test, yeah, but yeah, yeah he, he'll tell him not to wait till the last minute and try to cram it in. And so you, um, not that you wait until the night before the test, but the nights leading up to you want to study right before you go to bed. And as soon as you wake up there when you're still in that state, so the information goes into your brain. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Susan. I'm glad that I've got you around so you can explain all the sciencey terms. <laughs> if I had only known that in high school, it would have helped me so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I just knew that it was really weird. And I, I would actually dream about it as well and actually see the questions and the answers. Not that was in the exam. That would have been fantastic. But yeah, yeah. I'm, that was the only way I passed. That was the only way I passed. Yeah. So I am going to put a link to Terry Seville's book. As I said, I haven't read it. I don't normally mention resources that I haven't read, but I do know some people who have read the book and said, my gosh, it is fantastic. And with the practical elements that we've been talking about, move the new age stuff out of the way and think to yourself, it is what enables me to bring that thing that I want closer to me because the closer it is to me the more likely I am to get it and yeah go for it yeah I would I was just as you were talking I was thinking you just read out of Dr. Caroline Leaf's book at one point that science that we now accept would have been considered not okay Absolutely. It would have been labeled in some sort of negative way because it was yeah. something that people didn't understand. Absolutely. But now we just read it and accept it and take it in and don't go, oh, she doesn't mention God in here. So it, it must yeah. be not of him. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But she said that she was one of very few who actually believed in neuroplasticity. And they laughed at them. Mm -hmm. Now they realize that the brain actually can repair itself. But yeah. they laughed at them back then. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. So, yeah, thank you, Susan, for that. So I am going to put a link to the book, to Terry Seville's book, Vision Board book. My friend has done it and said it's absolutely amazing. Elodie and I bought the boards, but we've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, we should get on and do it. But, yeah, whatever that thing is that brings that thing that you want closer and closer to you until you can it's almost tangible mm. man oh man I ought to do one day just a session an episode on the things that I have manifested where I've had to stand when it looked like there was no way Jose that it was going to happen yeah. and yeah. 
honestly, I, I almost mentioned another one just now and I'm like, nope, you've told enough stories for today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the things where I've had to stand where it looked stupid and I would say to God where it looks to the point that faith is looking stupid now, but I refuse mm. to let go. Mm. Yeah. I would but love that. to do that episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, of yours? Of yours? No, I'm just saying it. I'd love to do the episode with you. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were <laughs> going to give me some stories and I was going to say, yeah, we could do an episode where you talk about some of the things that, that you've manifested. And as I said, I didn't have a frame of reference. I didn't have no, no term like manifestation. I just knew that I believe that I believe that I believed. <laughs> yeah. People will accept it. If you say I'm believing by faith, They'll, right. if you don't use the word manifestation, if you don't tell them that's what you're doing then they're more readily to accept it. That's true. But you know the book, Think yeah. and Grow, Grow Rich? I think it's Napoleon Hill. One mm -hmm. of the things that I read in that book that I thought, oh my gosh, he's so right. He said, the church talks about faith, but it doesn't teach people how to have faith. So we're talking, we're not just talking about faith. We're teaching you how to have faith. And yeah. just to finish off, because I don't want to go into another realm here, <laughs> but we have to have the faith of Jesus Christ. That's where it begins. Yeah, that, yeah. that I talked about our reborn spirit, but that's where it begins, that Jesus hasn't got a problem with the fact that he said it's finished. He's not looking mm. and saying, oh, God, I need to go back, Father, to go back on that cross again because, you know, and so doesn't quite believe. And so I don't think I did a good enough job. Jesus knows mm. what he did. Yeah. And the devil knows what mm. Jesus meant when he said it is finished. Yeah. But we apparently don't. No, we haven't got it yet, but we'll keep talking about it till they get it. <laughs> so every Easter, we crucify him all over again. Ooh. Mm -mm -mm. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, mm. Susan, thank you so much for coming and doing this episode with me. I got into it today. I yeah. really got into it today. And, and as you say, I really do hope that people take this on board and not just think that this is a new age thing. Try one thing, by the way. Don't try and do them all yeah try one yeah thing. pick one yeah yeah so susan you got any final words i'm gonna let you have the final word because i think i've spoken enough today you took my final word i was gonna say just pick one thing <laughs> okay <laughs> susan says pick one thing yeah yes excellent yeah okay that's it so that's the end of another episode of kingdom switch and susan and i'm loving saying this susan and i will be back for another episode <laughs> next week i'm loving saying this <laughs> yeah thank you so much susan i really appreciate you yeah i enjoyed it excellent okay everybody thanks for listening please remember to tell your friends and uh, pass the video along and we will be with you for another episode of kingdom switch next week okay ciao for now <laughs> <laughs>